Generally Speaking About the Church, podcast episode number 82. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the About the Church podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is DG Hollins. Today here, once again, we are going to expouse all of... Expouse, is that word? Sure, we'll make it. We'll create it. We're going to expound upon our vast wisdom of all things (laughs) faith-related. That's awesome. Actually, no, we're not. We're just going to generally speak about the church you know somebody said you know cliff you really don't generally speak about anything it's like have you listened to the about the church podcast because that's a little general (laughs) (laughs) we don't get too detailed on this thing yeah no but you know that's fine because this has been a place where you know i've envisioned this podcast as being a podcast where people can can just come and talk about anything related to faith it doesn't matter what it is what's your theological background this is obviously we're focused on the Christian faith, obviously. So, I mean, it, we're not going to go into great discussions about other religions. But, you know, if if somebody wants to bring something up and, and that has come up in the past, we've never turned those kind of discussions down. Right. But the main focus here is to talk about real faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could tell I went to Catholic school, right? <laughs> <sighs> Actually, I can't. Not now. I mean, it's... Oh, okay. Maybe it's been beat out of you. You think it's been beat out of me? <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, thy on, kingdom come. the Lord's Prayer. Everyone oh. prays that one. Does everybody pray that? Yeah. Hail Mary. You and your heathen church might not pray the Lord's Prayer, but everyone else does. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. No, that's better. That's Blessed little, art thou among women. That's a little bit more... Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, A little bit better, more, more Roman Catholic there, yeah. Well, see, the... <laughs> They, and then glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning. And anyway, yeah. Indeed. Fun stuff. <laughs> Cut out sounds and visions back again. Uh, so is that the old, is that what they were talking about in the pre-show? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, folks, <laughs> welcome back to, yeah, we're, we're, we're live and we're running. Anyway, welcome back to the About the Church podcast. We're, we're done playing around here. And DG, this week I have an article that I saw on Twitter. And the okay. title of this article just really intrigued me. Now, it didn't intrigue me enough to go in and read it beforehand, but I thought that it would be intriguing enough to, to file away and, and bring up as a possible discussion starter here for the About the Church podcast. And the title of this article is, let's see here, 11 Things the Bible Bans But You Do Anyway. And uh, Christian Sheehy out there on Twitter is the person who, who posted the link to this dig article. Anyway, it says, yesterday I found myself, this is from the article, by the way, it says, yesterday I found myself in discussion about the anti-abortion people. Uh, the reason it's just incomprehensible to us that people get so zealous that about the ish, about that issue that they'll go as far as to murder doctors who por- perform abortions and bomb abortion clinics. The conversation then took its natural turn to selective, self-serving interpretations of the Bible, finding a few verses that you can use to justify a position that lets you impose your mora- your morality on someone else, and writing those verses hard and fast. For the rest of your life. Hmm. So I thought that it'd be a good time to find a bunch of stuff that <laughs> that the Bible bans. Stuff that's a lot less convenient. 
Don't worry, though. Just because I'm pointing it out doesn't mean that you now have to follow it. It's just a lot easier to keep discriminating against gay people for no particular reason than to stop eating bacon after all. Uh, here are the 11 things that technically that are technically banned by the Bible. All quotes are translations from the New American Standard Bible. But because I am actually trying to maintain serious journalistic integrity here, I cross-reference several other translations to make sure I wasn't missing the point. So, here are the top the the 11 things, random things that the Bible bans but we all do anyway. Uh, or some of us do anyway. You want to read the first one, DG? All right, sure, that's fine. Round haircuts. <laughs> uh, you shall not round off the side growth of your heads, nor harm the edges of your beard. You you didn't read the rest of the point. It says, see you in hell, oh, beetles. see you in hell, beetles, and our kids with bowl cuts, surfer cuts, are my favorite butt cuts. Butt cuts? <laughs> I've never heard of a butt cut. <laughs> so well, anyway. I'm pretty sure it's the picture that's shown there. It's just like... It's it's literally just parted in the middle and then cut, you know, right there at the ears. So. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know why so it's he, called a butt guy. Like he does quote Leviticus chapter 19, verse 27, which does say, you shall not round off the side growth of your heads, right. nor harm the edges of your beard. Which is why um, if you go to a pretty hardcore um, Jewish neighborhood, the, uh-huh. the, all the two little things that are dangling down there is their sideburns and they're just really long. That's the reason. Excellent. That's we'll the see. There are some people who have read that and decided, you know what? This is something that I'm going to follow through with. Well, sure. They're trying to follow the law as best as possible. So there we go. <clears throat> uh, band item number two, football. At least the pure version of football where you play with a pigskin. The modern sy- synthetic footballs are ugly and slippery anyways. <laughs> Uh, Leviticus eleven eight, which di- is the let's see, which is all discussing pigs, reads: "You shall not, you shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their carcasses. They are unclean to you." Indeed. All right. So indeed. So all the of NFL you, uh, has gotten a little biblically more uh, accept, uh, accepting, I guess, and has changed it to synthetic <laughs> materials. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's and it's so funny because like. Um, I always love it when I'm going out to eat with some of the, some of, well, some of my Jewish friends, but I, it, this actually event actually happened while we were, I was at a, a, someone else's house and they had Jewish friends and they were asking if, uh, you know, what they wanted on their hamburger and they were like, I want bacon and cheeseburgers and which completely goes again. You're not supposed to have dairy with meat anyway. And then they throw pork on there too. Nice. It was really, really funny. And we were like, what? Who are you? <laughs> like, all right so so number three fortune telling before you can call an a 900 number do people still call 900 uh, 900 numbers by the way read your (laughs) horoscope or crack open a fortune cookie realize that you're in huge trouble if you do for leviticus Mm. 1931 reads do not turn to mediums or spiritualists do not seek them out to be to be defiled by them i am the lord your god the there let's see here the penalty for that Check Leviticus 20, verse 6. As for the person who turns to mediums and to spiritualists to play the harlot after them, I will, let's see here, to yeah, to play the harlot after them, I will also set my face against that person and will cut them off from, uh, from among his people. Seems like a lifetime of exile is pretty harsh penalty for talking to Zoltar. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, uh, big the the movie Big man, you're gone. You're out of yeah. there. You're out of there. You know, I I will say that you know that <laughs> this is let, let, let well. First of all, I, I'd like to talk about the you know the round haircuts. I, I I'm certain that I've I've violated that one. Football I can live without, so that's no big deal for me. I'm not a, a big sports guy. Uh, fortune telling. This is one that you know I'm not really big into that anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, I know some people are. Of course, I'm not going to force my personal beliefs on anybody, but I've always been a little bit iffy myself about uh, about that. Either I, I believe that um, a majority of those uh, fortune tellers, if you will, are are hoaxes anyway. Yeah. And I do believe in it, that there are spiritual forces at work that are able to communicate with humans and also to provide information that would only be known through a spiritual means. And I think that, you know, there, the, of spiritual forces, there are only two, which would be good and evil, uh, angels and demons. And, and therefore, I think that if this is true, authentic spirituality and, and true information that's coming, it's not coming from a, a very good source. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with that? Or, is, or, or do you think I'm just one of those evangelical nut jobs that thinks that? Um. I, I think it can be taken way too far yeah. uh, in most cases. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that people can get really confused and start substituting all kinds of different explanations for, for God. And I think, that's what, I think that's what's going on there. I don't know if it's necessarily a demon that's behind um, every yeah. single fortune no. teller. No, not but at I, all. But why couldn't it be, you know, just people that are trying to explain fate you know realities that they're seeing around there and they explain it through fate or they explain it through the stars or through the lines in your hand and you know whatever else you know but do you but i'll never I, forget I, in santa fe when you you walk into a barnes and noble and there would be a lady just sitting there ready to read your palm yeah yeah just you know it's but i see no difference between that and and um um uh like uh uh what is it dianetics uh the people that, that give you tests in the malls and to give you a stress test and and it's the Scientologists. Okay. Uh, you they'll, they'll give you a, a stress test in the mall and they'll hook up something to your hands or to your head or something like that and they'll tell you how stressed you are and then they'll just you know that's the way they introduce their faith to people is is to be able to tell them oh my gosh look at this look how you're doing and I you know so I sent I I feel the same way about you know those kinds of things yeah but um but yeah it, it, it's a it's a really fine line and I just. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we walk that line very well, or most people walk that line very well, um, because yeah, I do believe in the in the existence of you know the occult. Well, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I I, I just I believe in the existence of of demons and fallen angels or, or whatever you want to call them, but uh, but whether they have as much power as we give them is a whole other. Well, I mean, the question is, do they have any power at all, and and are do they have the ability to, uh, and 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 I would I would suggest that my and and I agree that this isn't something that we should dwell on as Christians, and and obviously, uh, you know, great is greater is He that's in me than it, that is in the world. I mean, this, sure, sure, sure. So so yeah, in comparison to the power that we have in Christ, he, Satan has no power over us, right? Uh, and, but but the thing is, though, is that how much power do we have as humans? And and how much power do we give over to that to that to those influences? Well, and I saw and, and I liken it to, you know, humans have a lot of power as well. That's why I, mean, that's look, what I just said. Yeah. yeah. Look at look at Hitler. Uh huh. Yeah. Amazing amounts of power. Amazing amounts of of literally converting people to him. Um, and yet, you know, 
would that was it a demon that was in Hitler? Yeah, I, don't know. I wouldn't say that exactly. And so, so you know, I would say that they would have the exact same power that people have. And so, why couldn't it? You know, why do we always want to blame it on Satan or blame it on a demon? When in I think a lot of cases, it's, it's probably just humans being you know ultimately human and not yeah but i want to avoid i want to avoid always ignoring the fact that it could be the influence of satan uh you know i'm on the other end i, I definitely don't want to go to the extreme of them blaming everything on satan right, right 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 but there are sometimes i think that we in our culture here today are so blind to the influences of influences of the dark world i mean, the the dark forces that are uh, that the bible clearly says is is active in our world and, uh, you know, the verses of, from the New Testament that just r- go through my head are, you know, that you, our, our battle is not against flesh, flesh and blood, but as spiritual mm-hmm. forces in this dark world. Sure. Um, and, you know, the, the devil is, is like a lying, ro- you know, roving around to see who he can devour. And, and, and obviously fallen. Uh, now, I don't know if I have my theology correct on, you know, whether or not uh, Satan has taken leadership of all fallen angels and all of that other stuff. But. You know, I, I definitely have a little mix matched, uh, you know, fiction, Christian author, Frank Peretti, <laughs> spiritual, spiritual warfare running through my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I recognize it for that in the same way that right, I sure. recognize that, you know, that the shack is not going to form my theology completely yeah. or about the Trinity. Uh, Frank Peretti yeah. does not give me all the, all the things I need to know about spiritual warfare. But I, but I do want to say that I, I believe that, Sometimes the the spiritual forces other than angels are in fact uh, influencing things, uh, and and that Satan does design desire for people to be led astray, to be um, to be um, isolated, and also to do mean and evil things, and and that yeah. that those influences are oftentimes. Um, uh, we're oftentimes unaware of that, and right. and 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 I think it's a shame that we're completely unaware of it because because there's real power in prayer for those people and pa- praying sure. that God will and fasting and everything else exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly all right yeah, and we're you know it's almost like a, we're on two sides of the seesaw but we're both like right there at the at the pivot point yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's like not too big of a difference yeah <laughs> yes that's that's kind of interesting so you know yeah it's like I, you know I would say the exact same thing of what that you said but I would put the emphasis on the the human heart as as being so easily corrupted that it wouldn't take much yeah you know what i'm saying it's like some people just think that everyone's just possessed blah 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 but i mean it does not take much to be able to say uh you know uh dude have that beer it's all it was you know yeah. and you could go back and come back 20 years later <laughs> yeah and you did a lot of damage with hey dude have that beer and and, and you know or whatever else you know I, whatever the, i no, like I'm not saying you, the beer's bad you know what I'm sure I, I like that you bring that up um because it, with that mindset it's it's also important to understand you know our influence with our friends oh my god you know, because yeah, it, i mean how many times has your day been changed dg your the entire outlook of your day because either somebody yelled at you uh, said a mean and ne- nasty critical thing toward you or vice versa. You weren't having such a great day or you're just having a ho-hum day. Somebody right. smiled, shared something with you, and it just completely lit up the rest of your day. Right, exactly. And exactly. we are easily influenced. Yeah. And, and so just remember that. I mean, we we Christian, we people, we humans have a lot of power. We wield a lot right. of power uh, as far as power, when I say when I'm talking about power, I'm talking about the ability to affect change in this world. Yeah, and and that's the you know that's exactly what we read in the Bible. It's like the flesh is so weak. Dang it! You know why in the world does this happen? Um, it's it's very frustrating. 
But I also believe that there's a lot of hope found within Christ that you can be able to live through those different challenges, um, even in the midst of the... the uh, this article's better than I thought it was going to be. Ah, well, we made it better. I know. <laughs> Let, we're helping it out. All right. So <laughs> Number four. Number four. Uh, it's, it's, Going to tattoos, number five. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so so normally we would never have to say this for the About the Church podcast, but if you have young children listening right now, it's best that you probably uh, pause right now and come back, because I don't want to skip it. Well, yeah, maybe we just don't have to, you don't have to say the, the bolded words. We could just read it. All right, you so... Know what all right, so let's see if we can say this. There's there's the, a song about this that Monty Python sings, and it's called Every Sperm is Sacred. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible doesn't get too much, uh, doesn't, uh, let's see, get too much into birth control, but it's clearly uh, pro-populating. But back when it was written, no one really anticipated that the condom or the sponge or so those things didn't get specific bans. <laughs> well, yeah, they weren't there. <laughs> but... <laughs> pulling out does <laughs> i'm sorry it's in there hey, uh, you know one of the most time famous... to have the talk with your kids if they don't well, no, we, told, we warned we yeah, warned yeah, yeah we did, we did. all right one of the most famous sexual sexual oriented bible verses the one that's used <laughs> as anti-masturbation rhetoric is usually anti-pulling out it's genesis 38 9 through 10 uh is it onan knew that the offspring would not be his. So when he went into his brother's wife, he wasted his seed on the ground in order not to give offspring to his brother. But what he did was displeasing in the sight of the Lord. So he took his life also. Yep. Pull out and get get smoked by it. Anyway. And get smote. Yeah. Yeah. Get smote. Oh, yeah. He smite him. That's harsh. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, no, so so the fact that he he he's laying with his, his brother's, brother's wife, wife yeah. didn't d- find that displeasing at all to the Lord. He's like, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my gosh. That's interesting. See, you know, this is where you get into the Old Testament and you're just like, huh? Yeah. Do what? And of course, that again, that was Genesis 38, 9 through 10. And I have to do number five because I have a tattoo. Yeah. Go ahead and do number five okay, for Okay, it just says no tattoos. Leviticus. 1928 reads, you shall not make any cuts in your body for the dead, nor make any tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. Not even a little butterfly in your ankle or a thug life across your abdomen or even fittingly enough, a cross. <laughs> and what do you have on your arm there, DG? I don't have a cross. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I got you, a, tra- what, I got what, a what, Trinity t- tattoo on there. What do but, you wait, have on your the arm? Picture, I just want to say the picture right here. It just has, it has like Jesus and a big cross and sun rays coming out. And, it, and underneath it, it says banned. Banned. <laughs> this is illegal. How dare you? Oh, wait. I didn't. Or, I, oh, no, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I was reading polyester. I thought it kept on going. So what do you think about these tattoos, DG? I think that one's pretty amazing. The face of Jesus right there. That's. <laughs> you mean the idea of not having tattoos or having tattoos? Yeah. What, what? I mean, obviously, you. You, you know, it's. I mean, if, if you go back and read Leviticus 19, I mean, of course, it's just like it's just like the the other things that we read that we can't have. Um, we've we got to clear out all the mold in our walls, and we, you know, it's just there's so many different rules and regulations that are that are part of the law there. Um, that um, that I think there's probably more grace involved than the law um, actually had. So. So, but I, but I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just a simple answer, but there's a whole bunch of different, um, different ex- exegetical texts that you could be able to read. And that might be a, like a good topic, like a main topic. What's that? Tattoos and, and like going through every single one of them that actually is it's mentioned for that. 
Uh, and it's like in, in the whole, you know, of course, a lot of people would say it's for the dead. Like, you know, uh, it's only for the dead. By far, the Christian tattooer's favorite excuse is disobeying Leviticus 1928 is that that means nor print any marks upon you for the dead. They put this emphasis on the dead. Oh, yeah. It's so it's, like, it's okay as long as it's not for the dead. Yeah. You know, that's what, so. It, but it was it, this, it, the thing about it was it was a very common practice in the in the world around them at the time period. Uh, to be able to have a lot of tattoos and a lot of the tattoos were deity based. And so, you know, here is here you find yourself in Leviticus and the the whole purpose of this and the main reason the law is so God can be able to say you will be different than the rest of the world. And I want to set you apart and I want everyone to know that you're not a part of that God or those gods that everyone tattoos themselves everywhere. So you are going to be looking different than everyone else because you're not going to be doing those things. And that's, and that's, you know, that's the, I think that's the, ultimately that's the main purpose. And a lot of the overarching purpose is you're to be holy as I'm holy. You're to be set apart for me. And, um, and I'm introducing a new way of worshiping me <laughs> that is different than the rest of the world. So, I mean, that's, that's the, a general, really general kind of statement. about yeah. it. I, I have, I really have no thoughts on this issue whatsoever. I've never had a desire to have a tattoo myself. And, uh, it, my wife's never said, Hey, I want a tattoo. And, and uh, I, you know, if, if my children ever come up and say, you know, I, I'm, I want a tattoo, can I have your permission uh, prior to them being out on their own and stuff like that? I, right. th- maybe I'd look at it into it then. But uh, I, I can't think of any reason why I wouldn't. And, and same thing with football. If my son wanted to play football, definitely wouldn't have a problem there. And and, and having uh, a bowl cut. Yeah, my, my haircut, you know, yeah. I'm still going to get the haircut that I have. <laughs> I like your haircut. So, so far. Up to this point, even including the tattoos, I'm going to say this is an old covenant versus new covenant thing for me. You know, this was the law. These were the things God God created the law and and he created these things to to show us uh, in in a way to demonstrate to us from what I understand and what I've been taught to show us that we are we cannot perfectly fulfill the law, that that we can't be saved through perfectly doing this. And so when Christ came, he crucified uh, the law and therefore he we became under the new covenant of grace now with that being said there are still many things from the old law that i still um revere and and carry over and uh practice in my daily life and and i do that because of the principles that are involved in that so right yeah yeah so it's not so much that i do it because i'm bound by law but because i see the principle and the value that god had placed there and said wow that's something that I think is still relevant today. And not to mention the fact there are several things from the Old Testament that were that were reinforced through the teaching of Christ. Right. Such right. as, you know, many of the Ten Commandments and, and things of that nature. And and when it's reinforced by Christ in in Christ says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all the things that I have commanded you. Right, right, right. And so, if God, if if Christ commanded it, regardless of whether it was in the Old Testament or not, it is still something that I believe is important for us as Christ followers, right, to incorporate and, and into why our lives. Couldn't it, why couldn't the grace of Christ actually cover all the stuff that we're not doing in the law uh, with His sacrifice and with that ultimate sacrifice? If you if you're big into the penal substitution understanding of of uh, the atonement, that you know we're all going to hell, and the only way we're going to not go to hell is because Christ paid for all of our sins. Understanding, mm-hmm. then uh, why couldn't that cover? 
and I the believe bowl it, haircuts and you know and, and, and I believe I believe it does the the one thing that the the whenever we talk about those kind of things is is I always wonder is like what about the millions and millions and millions of and billions of people that have existed prior to Christ who were not God's chosen people you know does Christ well, I don't know if it'd sacrifice. be billions if you're if you're in the whole uh, new earth theory there well, okay millions <laughs> just hundreds of I had millions. to give you a hard time. <laughs> I had to give you and, and uh, the creation museum a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> but seriously, but, and, and nation said health and safety issues too. Like a lot of times, like if you did not cook the pork well enough, you're going to get really, really sick. Yeah, and and that's a, and that's one of the things I've heard too is just hey, you know, God was just trying to take care of them. And hey, if you have mold in your in your walls, that could be causing you to Hello? be sick. Actually, take care of those kind of things. So yeah, but yeah, all right. And, and earlier, talking about the football thing, yeah. <laughs> one person I can't remember who it was, but they were like, "I knew God didn't like the Super Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> Do they use pigskin still? No. no okay. No, see, no. They, it's, see, they're... it's it's. I think it's all leather stuff now. So all right. Anyway, so or synthetics. Yeah. Moving on to number six: polyester or any other fabric <laughs> blends. The Bible doesn't want you to wear polyester. Oh, thank goodness. Anyway, seriously though, uh, not just because it looks cheap, it's sinfully unnatural. Leviticus 19.19 reads, you are to keep my statutes. You shall not breed together two kinds of cattle. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed, nor wear a garment upon uh, upon you of two kinds of material mixed together. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, we're all messed up. That. Oh, no. Check the tag of your shirt right now. Didn't you realize that you were mid-sin uh, at the exact second? Uh, did, let's see here. Did you? Unless you check that tag by rolling off your neighbor's wife while oh, you were having... Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. read that. We're not saying yeah, that. We're, yeah, that one's done. <laughs> this was not written by a Christian. Yeah, not, obviously not. <laughs> It's really funny, though. It is pretty funny. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so fabric lens. I think we need to say no more there. Number seven is an interesting one. Uh, I have not read this, but uh, obviously the topic is uh, one that's pretty interesting, is divorce. Why don't you read what that says? Oh, okay. I was checking the chat room. Okay, uh, divorce. The Bible is very clear on this one. No divorcing, period. You can't do it, Period. Because when you marry someone, according to Mark 10, 8, you are, quote, no longer two, but one flesh, end quote. And Mark 10, 9 reads, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Mark gets even more hardcore about it a few verses later in Mark 10, 11 through 12. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she herself divorces her husband and marries another man, she is committing adultery. There is a whole lot on the topic of divorce in the Bible. Oh, sure. And and obviously, this is not an exhaustive uh, source of information here in this article. But the, the, now, as far as divorce being banned, I don't think that that is absolutely, I, I think that is completely 100% inaccurate. The Bible does not ban divorce at all. God specifically say, states, I hate divorce. Right, sure. Like he hates it. But he does not ban it. And it actually, if you look in, is it Corinthians? Uh, I believe that that there are s- certain si- situations where Old, it is Old law- Testament it, you, and the law, Old Testament. It yeah. is lawful for a divorce to take place if certain things um, occur, right. especially if if one of the marital partners is unfaithful in the bed. Uh, and, and, and I think that there, it, it, there has been talk about, I think there's abandon. If you've been abandoned by your spouse... 
and um and uh, yeah beating and abuse yeah kinds of issues yeah uh and i even had a seminary professor who taught counseling and he would just he he even said that he knows of worse things in the world um that that he would he would have rather have seen physical abuse instead of all of the mental and verbal abuse that were going on that 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 the verbal abuse was doing so much more damage than physical abuse ever would just messed up people their entire lives and so he i mean he even had a stance um of 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 verbal abuse being complete grounds for a divorce yeah that there are worse things in the world than divorce yes uh and and what he saw it do to the spouses of these people was just i mean he he just started crying in class i mean you could tell that he had done a lot of counseling with a lot of with a lot of marriages yeah that that's the that's a shame there's way too many christian men and women out there that are in marriages that they just feel like if i were to um you know, get a divorce, it would be the end of my faith and I don't trust in God yeah, I mean, and, 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 I, and they're I mean, staying I'm, in very unhealthy situations. No one ever wants to share, share these statistics, but I, I mean, I'm the first one to share it. It's just like the, the number one problem that was at uh, the seminary that I went to was spouse abuse. It was a number one problem. Like they said that over 60 to 70% of the, of the domestic abuse or domestic, uh, phone calls were spousal abuse. Yeah. And a lot of it happened in student housing. Yeah. I mean, you're just like, oh my gosh, it's, a, it's the same reason as well that we had to constantly clean porn off the computers in the library when I was working IT. It was just a constant nonstop issue. And it, so if you think that Christians are just these perfect people just because they accept Christ and even the ones that think that they are called to be leaders within the church, yeah, I, you know, no one is, is, is I, I, I don't know, I, it's just... That's yeah. just an issue. I do, anyway, yeah. Do, I won't go too far. That, I'm going to start getting on well, the, Here's the thing. Number seven, I, I'm sorry. This is the one thing I think it's absolutely incorrect. There has never been a ban in the Bible on divorce. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, moving along. Number eight is letting people without testicles into, into church. The church. What? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? All right, whether you've been castrated or lost one or two... testicles testicles to cancer it isn't important the bible uh, doesn't get that specific it says that you can't pray it just says you can't pray oh well he's spinning things here of course well you duh but anyway uh deuteronomy 23 1 says this is god's words uh the god's words translation oh so obviously i guess the new american standard version didn't apparently it doesn't good didn't sound as good for this one which spells it out better he says anyway a man let's see a man whose testicles are crushed or whose penis is cut off may never join the assembly of the lord hmm (laughs) and it says and the next verse says that if you're a (laughs) well it's it's a, a child born out of wedlock. There you go. That, that, which is termed bastard. That's yep, okay. We're yep. not. There are bastard swords. I mean, there's. There's. That's just not. It's not, not only a horrible bad name or a word. Or even if you have a great 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 grandchild of a bastard, uh, you can't come to church or synagogue either. Deuteronomy twenty three two reads: No one of an illeg- illegitimate birth shall enter the assembly of the Lord. None of his descendants. Even to the tenth generation shall enter the assembly of the Lord. I love how that's why he put all his greats in there. Ah, <laughs> goodness gracious, that's funny. Ah, anyway, wearing gold, <laughs> wearing gold, or having high hair. But anyway, yeah. 
First uh, Timothy two nine doesn't take. Let's see. It doesn't like. Let's see here. Doesn't like your gold necklace at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> or your pearl necklace. <laughs> or any clothes that you're wearing that you didn't get from <laughs> Forever Twenty One, uh, Old Navy, and H H&M. and <laughs> Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly dressed, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly garments. Yeah. Yeah. That one's definitely one that uh, is not very much uh, taken heed to today. Pepsi says, oh, that's the reason I don't go to church on a regular basis. <laughs> well, I'm, now, hey, well, I want to make this straight. This is not an excuse not to go to church. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've already explained. Mr. T can't go to church. Mr. T. <laughs> Flava Flav can't go to church. Oh, goodness. That's funny. I think you're allowed to wear big clocks around your neck. Yeah, but not gold ones. Yeah, just not golden pearls. <laughs> All right, number, number 10, shellfish. Shellfish. Okay. Not selfish, but shellfish. I thought it was selfish. But yes, fish. Okay, anyway. Leviticus 11.10 reads, But whatever is in the seas and in the rivers that does not have fins and scales among all the teeming life of the water and among all the living creatures that are in the water, they are detestable things to you. And shellfish is right in that wheelhouse. <laughs> all Leviticus right. 11 bans a ton of animals from being eaten. It is the basis for kosher law. Uh, beyond shellfish and pig, it also says you can't eat camel, rock badger, rabbit, eagle, vulture, buzzard, falcon, raven, crow, huh? ostrich, owl, seagull, hawk, pelican, stork, heron, bat, winged insects that walk on four legs unless they have joints to jump with like grasshoppers, <laughs> bear, mole, mouse, lizard, gecko, crocodile, chameleon, and snail. Sorry if that totally ruins your plans to go. Uh, to lunch to, today. To go to a rock badger eat off this weekend. I cannot remember the last time I had good good old healthy serving of rock badger. <laughs> rock badger, baby. <laughs> Yummy. Oh my goodness. But yeah, um, you know what's amazing to me is is that shellfish, you know, being that he pointed it out, that is something that is very dangerous for young children to eat when they're after they're born. Well, there's a whole bunch because they haven't really de- developed any of the the uh uh what am I trying to say? Allergic stuff. Yeah, the immune so system. The same thing with peanuts and you know and everything else. So. so that was number ten. And the last thing that is banned that we do anyway: your wife <laughs> defending your life in a fight by grabbing your attacker's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Deuteronomy actually devotes two verses to this exact scenario, and it can be found in Deuteronomy twenty-five verses eleven through twelve. If two men, a man and his countrymen, are struggling together and the wife of one comes near to deliver her husband from the hand of the one who is striking him and puts out her hand and seizes his genitals, <laughs> then you shall cut her cut off her hand. You shall not show pity. <laughs> That's impossible to misinterpret, ladies. If your husband is getting mugged, make sure you kick the mugger in the pills. Do not grip and squeeze, no matter what miscongeniality might advise, or your hand needs to be cut off. <sighs> anyway, so final note, I know that uh, that nine of these 11 cite Old Testament, which Christianity doesn't necessarily adhere to as law, to which I say, if you're going to ignore the section of Leviticus that bans tattoos, porks, shellfish, round haircuts, polyester, and football, how can you possibly turn around and quote Leviticus 18.22, you shall not lie with a male, nor as ones lie with a female. It is an abomination as irrefutable law. 
But that's me trying to introduce logic into religious fanaticism, or at least trying to counter some mix of ignorance, bigotry, and narcissism with logic. And I should probably know better. Yeah, which is highly offensive. I mean, the last two paragraphs is highly offensive. Exactly. But he's been highly offended because he might be gay, and he's hearing all these things. And, uh, you know, being frustrated about that. So, hey, I'm, I, I understand yeah. where that could come from. I really do. Yeah. Um, and, and when it, whenever I've. And I've got to, I mean, I've got to be honest, you know, it's going to be, it's going to, it's, it, you should not lie with a male as one lies the female. It, do, it wouldn't even work. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice one. That's not even possible. It's just, you'd just be laying there like, this is weird. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I just thought this would be interesting uh, to, to discuss. I, I saw the type topic of this, and uh, it, it, it's called 11points.com, and it's it, it says here, because top 10 lists are for cowards. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, 11. That's, the, that's the blog. But anyway, I thought it was interesting. You know, and, and the reason why I bring that up is because this is generally speaking about the church, and we always say, you know, or I've always said, and I've made a point to be clear about the fact that, you know what, we're not afraid to talk about things, about what other people's questions are or concerns are. Sure. And uh, th- this seemed to be something that would be in line with what maybe a lot of people really are thinking. You know, they see yeah. they see maybe quite a few double standards out there that, that we would be uh, so focused on certain things that are a part of our moral makeup. Yeah. But yet we seem to overlook so many other things. And I will say that... Um, and, and obviously, I'm not going to go into the issue uh, too deep here, but I, I will say that that whenever I've talked about homosexuality, I've never gone back to Leviticus as my my source. I've always stayed uh, within the teachings of uh, either Christ or the apostles uh, in yep. the New Testament on that one. And and I've it, even well, I think still, it, I think it's also important to, to you know to to be able to say that it has been this way bo- through both testaments. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I mean, that's that, that's a that's a valid you know point to be able to make. Uh, between the two testaments too yeah. because of what you were saying you know they have a new law and old law and you know a new covenant and stuff like that so well dg I'm, i've got a i've got a youtube video and i think we're gonna have to wait until next week to play it to see what your response is because i know it's gonna elicit some great discussion from you <laughs> and uh is it about a capitalism no I'm just no it's not it, it it i won't it is it is about the founding fathers of our nation okay so the uh, deus yeah <laughs> that's what you say. That's what she said. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, she just cut you down. You believe in a God. So anyway, folks, <laughs> I hope that you found this episode of the About the Church quite informative and educational. And hopefully maybe a little bit amusing. Exactly. And, uh, you know, a little bit more lighthearted today. But at the same time, I think that it was uh, good to discuss this. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if you have some articles or if you have some questions, you got want to leave some audio feedback, you can do that. You can always call us on the phone. You can do that directly at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. If you don't have unlimited long distance, you can dial us toll-free. We'll pick up the bill. Don't worry about it. It's 1-800-757-1158. That's 1-800-757-1158. And, of course, if you have an iPhone with that new 3.0 software, you have on your phone right now a little application called Voice Memo. Uh-huh. Pull it open, click the record button, record your audio feedback for us right then and right. there. That's right. And then hit stop. 
And then there's a little button that says email this. Right. Email that audio file to feedback at gspn.tv. Which you should have on your phone automatically. Exactly. So that way, if you find anything on the internet, you can send it to us and throw out some articles just like uh, Mr. Sheehy did for us today. Exactly. And so uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, th- really, this this podcast is is here is uh, for your benefit more than just ours. We want to help answer questions that you might have. Uh, talk about things that maybe maybe you've never heard talk about talked about in your own church or in your own circles. Maybe maybe there's something you would love to bring up a, as a discussion, and it's just quite embarrassing to talk about. Yeah, you know, it, it, I remember. Uh, I remember going to a little Baptist church when I was a kid, and uh-huh. they had all those pamphlets on the on the wall. Oh yeah, and yeah. it says, "What about masturbation?" You know? Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's like you know, there, there should be things that you know, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be afraid to talk about things sure, related to your faith and stuff like that. And so, and with your kids too, and you know? with your kids, yeah, exactly. Anyway, folks, we would love to hear from you. Those are all the ways that you can do that. We want to say a special thank you to a certain somebody out there who reminds us on a consistent basis. Please, please, to please. Please pray for another church in your area that is not your own. Exactly. That'd we are awesome. all in this kingdom building together. We all play different parts, different roles, and we all need to be healthy and successful yeah. to make this thing go round. Yes. Let's have kingdom thoughts. Exactly. And if you want to help support the content here, maybe not necessarily the exact content in this particular episode, but <laughs> but over, the overall out. <laughs> the, the overall <laughs> mission of what we're doing here with gspn.tv, would you consider becoming a gspn.tv plus member? Yeah. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus. Hear the testimonials that are there. And uh, consider yeah. partnering with us. We would love to have you join us Definitely. as a Plus member. Definitely. We'll see you all next week. Until then, join the community. Bye-bye.